The Wonderful Wizard of Oz Chapter 5 The Rescue of the Tin Woodman When Dorothy awoke, the sun was shining through the trees, and Toto had long been out chasing birds around him and squirrels. She sat up and looked around her. Scarecrow was standing patiently in his corner waiting for her. We must go and search for water, she said to him. Why do you want water? To wash my face clean after the dust of the road. And to drink, so the dry bread will not stick to my in my throat. It must be inconvenient to be made of flesh, said the scarecrow, thoughtfully. For you must sleep and eat and drink however you have brains and it is worth a lot of bother to be able to think properly they left the cottage and walked through the trees until they found a little spring of clear water where Dorothy drank and bathed and ate her breakfast. She saw there were there was not much bread left in the basket, and the girl was thankful the scarecrow did not have to eat anything, for there was scarcely enough for herself and Toto for the day. When she had finished her meal and was about to go back to the road of yellow brick, she was startled to hear a deep groan nearby. What was that? She asked timidly. I cannot imagine, replied the scarecrow, but we can go and see. Just then another groan reached their ears, and the sound seemed to come from behind them. They turned and walked through the forest a few steps when Dorothy discovered something shining in a ray of sunshine that fell between the tree. She ran into she ran to the place and then stopped short with a little cry of surprise. One of the big trees had been partially chopped through, and standing beside it with an uplifted axe in his hand was a man made entirely of tin. His head and arms and legs were joined by up on his body, but he stood perfectly motionless as if he could not stir at all. Dorothy looked at him in amazement, and so did Scarecrow, while Toto barked sharply and made a snap at the thin legs, which hurt his teeth. Did you groan? asked Dorothy. Yes, answered the tin man. I did. I've been groaning for more than a year, and no 
one has ever heard me before or come to help me. What can I do for you? She inquired softly, for she was moved by the sad voice in the, which the man spoke. Get a Noel can and oil my joints, he answered. They are rusted so badly and I cannot move them at all. If I am well oiled, I shall soon be all right again. You will find an oil can on a shelf in my cottage. Dorothy at once ran back to the cottage and found the oil can. And then she returned and anxiously and asked anxiously, Where are your joints? Oil my neck first, replied the tin man, tin woodsman. So she oiled it. And as it was quite Badly rusted, the scarecrow took hold of the tin head and moved it gently from side to side until it worked freely. And then the man could turn it himself. Now oil the joints in my arm, he said. And Dorothy oiled the, them and the scarecrow bent them carefully until they were quite free from rust and as good as new. The tin woodman gave a sigh of relief, of sigh of satisfaction, excuse me, and lowered his axe, which he leaned against the tree. This is a great comfort. He said, I've been holding that axe in the air ever since I rusted. And I'm glad to be able to put it down at last. Now, will you oil my joints and my legs? I shall be all right once more. So they oiled his legs until he could move them freely. And he thanked them again and again for help for his release. For he seemed very polite, for uh, seemed a very polite creature, and very grateful. I might have stood there always if you had not came along. He said, "So you have certainly saved my life. How did you happen to be here?" We are on our way to the Emerald City to see the Great Oz, she answered, and we stopped at your cottage to pass the night. Why do you wish to see Oz? he asked. I want him to send me back to Kansas, and the Scarecrow wants him to put a few brains in, into his head, she replied. The Tin Woodman appeared to think deeply for a moment. Then he said, Do you suppose the Oz could give me a heart? Why, I guess so, Aunt Dorothy answered. It would be as easy as to give the Scarecrow brains. True, the Tin Man returned. So will you allow me to join your party? I will also go to Emerald City to ask 
Oz to help me. Come along, said the Scarecrow, heartily, and Dorothy added that she would be ple she would be pleased to have his company. So ten woodmen sh shouldered his axe, and they all passed through the forest until they came to the road that was paved with yellow brick. The tin woodman had asked Dorothy to put the oil can in her basket. For, he said, if I should get caught in the rain and rust again, I would need the oil can badly. It was a bit of good luck to have their new comrade join the party. For soon after they had began their journey, again they came to a place where the trees and branches grew so thick over the road that the travelers would the travelers could not pass. But the tin woodman set to work with his axe and chopped so well that soon he cleared a passage for the entire party. Dorothy was not was thinking so earnestly as they excuse me. Dorothy was thinking so earnestly as they walked along that she did not notice when the scarecrow stumbled into a hole and rolled over to the side of the road. And then he was obliged to call to her to help him up again. Why didn't you walk around the hole? asked the tin woodman. I don't know, replied the scarecrow cheerfully. My head is stuffed with straw, you know, and that is why I'm going to Oz to, get, to ask him for some brains. Oh, I see, said the tin woodman. But after all, brains are not the best thing to have. Best are not the best things in the world. Have you any? inquired the scarecrow. No, my head is quite empty, answered the woodman. But once I had brains and a heart, I also, also. so having the, tried them both, I should much rather have a heart. And why is that? Asked the scarecrow. I will tell you a story. I will tell you my story. And then you will know. So while they were walking through the forest, the tin woodman told the following story. I was born a son of a woodman who chopped down trees in the forest and sold the wood for a living. When I grew up, I too became a woodman, a woodchopper. And after my father died, I took care of my old mother as long as she lived. Then I made up my mind that instead of living alone, I would marry so that I might not be lonely. There was one munch, one of, there was one of the munchkin girls 
who was so beautiful that I, uh, that I soon grew to love her with all my heart. She, on her part, promised to marry me as soon as I could earn enough money to build a better house for her. So I set out, so I set to work harder than ever. But the girl lived with an old woman who did not want her to marry anyone. For she was so lazy she wished the girl to remain with her and do the cooking and the housework. So the old woman went to the Wicked Witch of the East and promised her two sheep and a crow if she would prevent the marriage. Thereupon the Wicked Witch enchanted my axe. And when I was chopping away at my best one day, for I was a for I was anxious to get to the new house and my wife as soon as possible. The axe slipped all at once and cutting off my left leg. This at first seemed a great misfortune for I knew a one-legged man could not do very well as a woodchopper. So I went to a tinsmith and had him make me a new leg out of tin. The leg worked very well once I was used to it, but my action angered the Wicked Witch of the East, for she had promised the old woman that I should not marry the pretty munchkin girl. When I began chopping again, my axe slipped out and cut my right leg. Again, I went to the tinsmith, and again he made me a leg out of tin. After this, the enchanted axe cut off my arms, one after the other, but nothing daunted. I had them replaced at one with the tin ones. The Wicked Witch then made the axe slip and cut... <coughs> and cut off my head. And at once... And at first, I thought it was the end of me, but the tinsmith happened to come along, and he made me a new head out of tin. I thought I had beaten the Wicked Witch then, and I worked harder than ever. But I little knew how cruel my enemy could be. She thought of my new thought of a new way to kill my love for the beautiful munchkin maiden. I made my axe slip again so that it cut right through my body, splitting me into two halves once more. Tinsmith came to my help and made me a body of tin, fastening my tin arms and legs and head to it.
by means of joints. So that I could move around as well as ever. But alas, I had now no heart. So that I lost all love, all my love for the munchkin girl. And did not care whether I married her or not. I was supposed, I suppose she is still love, living with the old woman. Waiting for me to come after her. My body shone so brightly in the sun that I felt very proud of it, and it did not matter now if my axe slipped, for it could not cut me. There was only one danger that my joints would rust. But I kept an oil can in my cottage and took care to oil myself whenever I needed it. However, there came a day when I forgot to do this. And being caught in a rainstorm, before I thought of the danger of my joints, had rusted. And I was left to stand in the woods until you came along to help me. It was a terrible thing to undergo, but during the year I stood there, I had time to think that the greatest loss I had, had known was the loss of my heart. While I was in love, I was the happiest man on earth, but no one can love who has no heart, who has not a heart, excuse me. And so I am resolved to ask Oz to give me one. If he does, I will go back to the Munchkin Maiden and marry her. For both Dorothy and the Scarecrow have been greatly interested in the story of the Tin Woodsman. And now they knew why he was so anxious to get a new heart. All the same, said the Scarecrow, I shall ask for brains instead of a heart. For a fool would not know what to do with a heart if he had one. I shall take the heart returned the tin woodsman for brains do not make one happy and happiness is the best thing in the world Dorothy did not, did not say anything for she was puzzled to know which of her two friends was right and she decided if she could only get back to Kansas and Aunt Tim it did not matter so much whether the woodsman had no brains and the scarecrow had and the scarecrow no heart or each other got what he wanted. What worried her most was the bread was nearly gone and another meal for herself in total would be empty for, would empty the basket. 
that to be sure neither the woodman nor the scarecrow ever ate anything. But she was not made of tin nor straw. She could, and she could not live unless she was fed.